Hello everyone and welcome to the Talking Bucketheads podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, uh, music, comics, video games, social issues, Ali McBeal, whatever the bucket decides upon really. I'm your host Callum O'Neill and here with me as always is my co-host Stephen McManaman. Good evening. How are we? First of all, up front, happy new year. We're in the new year, 2nd of January. 10 days since we recorded our last podcast. That whole weekly schedule out the window but understandable holiday, holiday season. Uh, another first of all, up top, I want to apologize if there's any bad audio. Just get it out the hang the lantern, as they say. Yeah. Just because we, neither of us know what we're doing in this regard. We're, uh, yeah, we're just hoping <laughs> for the best. It's like when you start a board game for the first time. You learn as you go along. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no instructions to this. Kind of, there, are, there are, there's a lot. Yeah. I've looked at a lot of instructions, but you know, when, when you're actually trying to do it, it's, it is what it is. What do you want to talk about first? We pulled two topics last week. Yeah, we, we pulled uh, the 1995 blockbuster Waterworld starring Kevin Costner, which was a suggestion from Callum O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. And we also pulled another suggestion from Callum O'Neill, which was the Bible. Yeah, two two very polar opposites there. <laughs> Different ends of the spectrum. Um, <laughs> I've actually got Waterworld clips playing on the TV right now. In the background, yeah. Just to set the mood. It's a bit distracting. <laughs> Over the Christmas and like New Year's break, I watched a good few films. I watched mm. a lot of movies because I had nothing else to do. Well, I, I had assignments to do, but I watched a lot of movies. I want to talk briefly about some of those movies. Uh, first of all, I watched, you know, the Netflix film, The Midnight Sky, George Clooney. Yeah. He directed it. He also starred in it. The most boring fucking film I've ever seen in a very long time. It is, it sucks. It's got a stellar cast. There's Kyle Chandler. There's uh, Felicity Jones. There's George Clooney. It is just so boring. It's so boring. And apparently it's like Nef- it's going to be Netflix's most viewed original film, which I don't understand. Wow. Oh, God. It's just... There's this. There's a scene in it where like there's, there's, there's astronauts and stuff, like spacemen out, out there flying the spaceship and shit. And they're out there doing a little spacewalk. And then they play Sweet Caroline. And then they all sing along to Sweet Caroline. And it's the most cringiest awkward like five minutes of my life awful film just really bad i just want to talk about that just uh shit i was going into expecting really good things so that's all you know george clooney he he's directed a good few other things i think he directed monuments monuments men you know that world war ii movie that was also really fucking boring i haven't seen it it's really boring it's so boring well i actually watched the movie uh about two nights ago um, I'm a bit late to the uh, to the whole thing about it because it did come out in 2017. It is a Netflix film, but I watched Gerald's Game. Oh man, that's a good movie. It is a good movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stephen King. Stephen King novel. Yeah. That's a whole Stephen King renaissance with the whole uh, it and everything coming on. Yeah, that's a yeah. really good film. And uh, Bruce Greenwood is in it. Is he? Yeah, he's the 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 husband. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's 65. In that movie, and he is shredded. No, he's sixty. What two? <laughs> he's got a big. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at him now. He's looking good. He is. He's ripped for that film. And at sixty-two, you got to give him some credit. I mean, that is the guy Mike Flanagan directed that. He also yeah, he done the uh, Haunting of the House stuff. Yeah. Well, she the the mother. Yeah, yeah. Was, Who atrocious accent in the second Caroline series? Eugenio, is it? So bad. Speaking of her, she is the mother in the Spy Kids movies. Who oh, Robert Rodriguez fuck, directed yeah. directed those films. I watched his new film on Netflix, 
we can be heroes. Oh my god. Alright, so it's not for me. I know that. It's not for me. Like, I'm not the ideal audience for that film. Oh, you mean the 21-year-old? It's, yeah, yeah, like a, it's a kid's film. It's a kid's film. Saying that, I know it's not for me. I fucking hated it. I hated it. Every single second of that movie, I hated. And I watched all of it. I'm a massive Robert Rodriguez fan. I grew up watching his films like mm-hmm. Spy Kids, Lava yeah, Girl. Kids. Yeah, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I didn't like hate that. that movie. The kids are insufferable. And it's just the kids all the way through. It is awful. I watched it thinking, oh man, Lava Girl and Shark Boy are back. The guy who played Shark Boy originally, Tainal Honor, refused to come back because he doesn't do acting anymore. So they. <laughs> He he's got, finished with acting he's done acting yeah what after twilight i don't know he he made a few movies after twilight but he he done he stopped acting recently and so they got a guy in to replace him mm-hmm. he's 60 he's in his 60s the guy who they got to replace him so and he crazy. wears a helmet and he never takes it off and he never speaks he's in it for about three two or three minutes and he just doesn't speak at all it's just it's not for me i get that but at the same time i hate it and i don't know why i watched it yeah i also watched the new wonder woman bad but yeah. i liked it because i just like that character i liked that i like the dc comics movies as a whole but that movie was not good at all holy shit all the people are in it are good pedro pascal is amazing chris pine's really good gal gadot oh is always really good as wonder woman kristen wiggs good but what she's given is awful like her character is just just the worst right so dumb like such a stereotypical like oh i'm a loser nerd trope awful just really bad but yeah and saying that i liked it i didn't like enough to pay for it, of course. You pirated it? Allegedly. I did, yeah. I pirated it, of course. I'm not going to fucking pay for that film, you know? I wanted to go see it in the cinema, but then the cinema's closed, so okay. I decided to watch it on some website. Uh, I, I also... Oh, okay, yeah, go I, ahead, go I, ahead. I, let me have a bit of... Go, go. Um, I watched Cavalry. That 2014 oh. Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson, yeah. Irish film, yeah. Is it good? It was really good. I've seen it. He's a... Uh, a priest who uh, the movie starts off with him in the confessions box and the other person who we don't get to see till the end is a uh, man that tells him he's going to kill him in seven days oh really yeah and he's kind of him dealing with a, a spiteful and cynical community okay um, it's quite good it's a very good film I've heard really good things it's got a great Irish cast like who you know, is Donald Gleeson in it Donald Gleeson is in a small part of it Father Sound gotta, gotta love it you got um, you've also got Chris O'Dowd yeah. Aiden Gillen. Yeah. Dylan Moran. Oh, Navin yeah. Navin Man. And yeah, you got a few others <laughs> then that aren't as big. I, yeah, I watched good film. the entire season three of Attack on Titan, um, Christmas Eve. It's a good show. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into the. What we're here into for the topic. I was gonna, I was gonna see if we could like experiment with some, like news topics, like stuff that came up in like the film industry and all that. Do another week. Yeah. Yeah, do another We'll start off with... What did you start off with? Waterworld or yeah. the Bible? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I don't have a lot of topics about the Bible. You gave us a very... You gave me the Bible, not a testament. I gave you not the Bible. One of the You could apostles. pull so much from that. Where do you start? Where Whatever do you begin? Whatever you want. Wherever you want to begin. Genesis? Or you could begin you with Revelation. the whole thing? Yeah, do what you want. It's up to interpretation. And how did you interpret it? You fucking didn't. You didn't, did you? I just tore it to pieces, really. Fair enough. I got something here. It's it's something. Yeah, I've got something small here. Yeah, 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 that's all you need. All right, Waterworld. So this is the second time you've seen this movie. Yes. 
and I seen it the first time when I was a child a few years ago and it was playing on uh, the sci-fi movie that network oh yeah yeah yeah. so you know from the get-go that it's it's one of the best films ever if it's on that (laughs) network they they put some quality stuff up sometimes like what I was watching a movie on their what was I watching the other day it was on sci-fi and I was like this is good Hmm. I don't remember what it was though but it was I watched a movie on it once called Iceman (laughs) about a man made out of ice cool cool like Jack Frost with Michael Keaton yeah except the budget must have been a thousand dollars oh okay so did you like it the second time watching it did you like it did you like the movie yes yeah you did I I did it's a good movie yeah it is I don't think I'd ever watch it a second time I'm never gonna watch that film again Uh, it's not really (laughs) there's not anything to go into is there I mean it's very cut and dry you missed it you missed a bit on the TV where the the little girl insults his hair so he just fucking throws her off the boat Anyway, I will uh, recap the plot. What's the plot of the film? Get the people on. Get the people because no one's seen this movie. It's no one's... Mad Max on water. I was... <laughs> That's one of my notes. It's just Mad Max. <laughs> it really is. It's just Mad Max on water. Basically, um, humans have destroyed the world mm-hmm. by global warming. Yeah. All the ice caps have melted, and Topical. everything is underwater. Cities are underwater. Yeah. Um, so everyone navigates by boat and floating cities uh-huh. and well uh, the quest is try- to try and find dry land yeah which is actually Mount Everest in the end is it? yeah really? yeah when do they say that? I was reading about it and, oh uh, yeah it's supposed to be Everest even though it looks all jungle like but that's because of oh, okay I didn't know that that was never even hinted at in the movie no it wasn't but you know, there's many problems with this film. Like there was thirty people brought in to uh, correct the writing on it. One of them people. was Josh Whedon. I, yeah, yeah I, never I, got credited. I read about that. I read he he talked about it in an interview where he said he was watching clips that he wrote and thinking, Jesus Christ, this is bad. Yeah. Thirty people mm, to fix the script. That's unreal. Yeah, by the end of it, it cost one hundred seventy-five million. Fucking hell. Yeah. So in the film, they, the people, it's not common knowledge that the world's been flooded no no and there's there's a massive problem with that like the ice caps melt and everything mm-hmm. gets like the cities are completely yeah. submerged yeah that wouldn't happen if that actually happened no and the writers mm-hmm. knew that but they didn't care they're like fucking who cares wave it away it's got to make it interesting so everyone's out there they think there's somewhere out there there's land yeah okay so you uh, like the movie yeah i, I also really like the movie i paid for it so, watched it yeah paid for it um Four quid, I think it was. I really liked it. Yeah, I also rented it from YouTube for four quid. So. Yeah. It's... It starts off quite weirdly, though. Yeah. I mean, it's him pissing into a plastic bottle. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. <laughs> when I first saw that, I thought, is this a, is this a metaphor for, for this whole film? The whole it's Everything in the movie as a whole, just pissing in the bottle? Yeah. I think if, if so, it's an apt metaphor. Because like, the whole production of this film was fucked. Oh, yeah, of course. Fucked. It, like, yeah. Um, what I've got, I've written a plethora of notes as we go through, as I went through the movie. But the main thing I picked up on immediately was the accents. Yeah, I couldn't decide whether Kevin Costner's was southern or. I heard more... Irish. I heard him say an Irish accent in a few words. He was saying parts of it sounds southern. I couldn't. I was listening. I was like, is he Irish? And then he went to the to the floaty land thing where he was trading his dirt. Uh-huh. And then the blonde guy he encounters in the bar, when he first started, started talking, I thought. Is this guy Irish as well? Because he sounds a bit Irish. And then later on in the movie, they encounter that weird drifter guy. Yeah. Who is Irish. 
Yes. He's Northern Irish. Yeah, I have that down here as well. Yeah. It's a really bad accent, though. There he is, pissing yeah. in the cup. It's a really bad accent. It's Yeah, it's terrible. It's awful. Just uh, They did say at the very start of the film, though, which I like, they, uh, they quoted the name of the film, where he's with one of the traders on the boat, and the trader is like, oh, I've saved you, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, let me give you something. He's like, no, no, you don't have to give me anything. He's like, nothing's free in Waterworld. Oh. <laughs> I th- I thought that was quite cool though when he had that introduction introduction uh, interaction interaction with the with the drifter guy because it, it's kind of like a bit of world building where like oh when you meet a drifter you have to exchange mm, yeah I thought that was really cool like that kind of aspect they didn't explain it didn't go further into detail they just kind of like peppered in a bit of uh, some fucking world building in there which I thought was really cool uh, I found out that this movie they, there's a there's another cut of it an extended cut with like forty more minutes of of a uh, footage really yeah and apparently in that cut it really fleshes out the world and apparently it makes it a lot more interesting oh which i would be i'd be interested in watching yeah, that, so would I, yeah. this the, the extended cut but i'm not i'm not gonna rush out to watch it i've seen it and that's it you know it's it's yeah. it's mad max on water kevin costner is i think he's good in this yeah 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 he is he doesn't really do much but i don't, don't suppose he you know he's got that kind of quiet Drift, vibe yeah yes. drifter kind of attitude you know, out in the ocean for uh, what else do I have? So, it's the action's good, right? Like the action throughout the film. Um, yeah. I the issues with some of them. Like, how do they get so much bullets? Like, there I is, was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. And how do they fuel all those fucking jet skis and boats? Or they use what's called go juice. It's crude oil, though. You can't. Yeah, you can't exactly, fuel no. anything. On you, you have to refine it. <laughs> And uh, another thing is that these jet skis can wait underwater for extended periods of time. What's that all about? Anyway. Yeah? What's that all about? What's what all about? All the jet skis underwater. For How do they do that? I don't know. It's not possible. No. For the exhaust fumes to go up. So um, the, the action was good. For, for like reading about the whole production and everything, what, what came out of it was quite impressive. Because like they had to film on open sea because they couldn't film... Any like they could off the coast of Hawaii. Yeah, they had to film on the sea because they couldn't show any land at all because you know, the premise of the movie. Yeah, and the set was destroyed by a hurricane. Yeah, <laughs> and then they had to rebuild that whole little oceanic city. Yeah, uh, but they didn't learn their lesson because Jurassic Park was also filmed out there and it was plagued by hurricanes as well. Was it? Yeah. Huh. Oh. Yeah. The villain though, the main guy, the bald fella. I really liked him. I thought he was really good. Yeah. I thought he was um, genuinely really funny and charismatic. Yeah, he's the leader of the smokers. As yeah, because well, yeah. they smoke cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Where did they? The bit at the end where they're on the big trawl of the big oh, ship, he's and he's just throwing out fucking darts to everyone, and everyone's there just punching fucking cigarettes. Why? Where do they get them from? I don't know. Smoke? You think they'd be a commodity, like? Because every, I, I, I can't make sense of the world, honestly. What I don't understand is that, so Kevin Costner's a mutant, as they call him. Yeah. Because he's got gills and yeah, yeah. feet and toes. And they lose their minds. Yeah, when they, they really don't out. like mutants. They fucking go nuts when he when they first find out he's a mutant in that little trading area. They go, they go nuts. They go get arrest him, put him in the gr- the green mud. Yeah, they freak out. And before that, before Pull back his ear and they see his little gills. It's gross. It is really gross. Before they figure out he's a mutant, they ask him if they if he will give them his their seed, have sex with this girl. That's right. Yeah, because they're getting like, a bit. 
um, inbred. inbred. They're all inbred. On, yeah. And he says no. He and says they're no. like, a man out in the water that long and he turns down a woman. What's That's wrong? That's not man? right. That's not right. <laughs> he must be a mutant. And then he shows his feet and yeah. they're disgusting. Yeah, it it looks like they've just poured a fuckload of PVA glue over Kevin Costner's feet. Yeah. And that's the only shot in the movie where they show his web feet. Every other shot, if you look at his feet, they're normal. They don't care. They, yeah. They don't give a fuck. Do you think they put boots on him? I mean, I know we had them at the start and Those they were stolen. Those big clunky boots. Those metal ones. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, dirt soil is a very rare commodity. He gets loads of uh, hydro or water, as they call it. Yeah, hydro. Like um, 20 gallons or something. Yeah. Yeah. And the way he gets is his, uh, his, because people think, oh, he's found dry land. That's why he's got this oh, dirt. Yeah. The way he gets it is he dives down under the water because yeah. his, his gills uh-huh. and just scoops up a load of dirt in a jar and then dries it out and then sells it. Yeah, that's it. This movie's and fucking so, dumb. So he can grow his limes on board of his boat. Yeah. This he's scurvy, you know, it's a big yeah, deal. It's a big course. deal when you're in the open water. And, uh... But overall, this movie is stupid. I enjoyed it a lot, though. Yeah. The, the female lead. What do you think of her? Did you like her? Yeah, I did. And Enola, the little girl. Uh-huh. I liked them. I liked Enola. I thought she was really good as a, yeah. as a child actor. She is uh, she's quite rude, though. <laughs> she is very rude. One of my favorite quotes from her is towards the end of the movie when she gets kidnapped by the, the smokers. And um, she's talking about how Kevin Costner, who isn't given a name in this movie. No. His he's coming to save her, and they're like, "Oh no, he isn't. No, he isn't." And then she says, "Yeah, he is." She wrote, "He doesn't have a name, so death can't find him." She went on that big spiel yeah. about how amazing he is, and while that's while she's going on to that, he's walking his way through the boat, just yeah. fucking tearing people apart, yeah. just mowing them down. That was pretty cool. He's uh, he's strong. I think I think he's quite convincing though, as like this heroic action lead in this world. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Gregor and his stupid spinning fan hat when he first meets Kevin Costner when he's caged up? The old man. Yeah, it was just stupid. He's got a fan on the front of his hat and it's just spinning around. <laughs> Why is that he's necessary? Quirky. I I wrote down in my notes there because he he fucked off towards the beginning. He floated yeah, off in the stupid flying machine because yeah. it, it it like malfunctioned. He left with it. And then he just doesn't show up for ages. And then he he pops up again. And he comes back to save the day. You know. Like out of nowhere, yeah. I did, I did, I did. I really liked this movie. Like, yeah. I had a lot of fun with it. What was in the weird green goo pond that they want that they throw all their dead bodies in? I don't know. They they said they're gonna recycle him in it. They're gonna recycle him in the green goo. Yeah. Is it like acid or is he just drowned? But apparently, it takes the bodies down. Is it fertilizer? Some it sort of. Be. That's just, that's fucking gross. It is gross. I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna have a lot more to say about this film coming into this, but it's just fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a movie. At yeah. The end of the day. I love the way they've never heard of the word plane. They've got a plane in this, so they call it a skyboat. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around. Because at one point, she, the lady, whatever her name is, says about Enola, she's like a mirror. She draws what she sees. She's like a mm. mirror. But then later on in the movie, she goes down into the man's cabin, and he has an actual mirror. And she's like, where did you get this lucky glass? <laughs> you know what a mirror is. How You know it well enough to use it as like a... In that context, but when you actually have a mirror, you looky glass. What the fuck? <laughs> there is some product placement that I did notice. Is uh, it? Mainly about alcohol. Yeah, in the oh, yeah, of the shop. <laughs> Smirnoff, isn't there? There's Smirnoff, Bacardi, and then towards the end, he's drinking a bottle of Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that as well. That was weird. It was really weird. What are they paid for that? Oh, there's this there. At the start of the film, I did think his ears were fake. Really? Because I couldn't see holes in them. Oh, I didn't know. And that. I was like, why did he put earrings on his fake ears? But uh, when he loses is when the the leader of the the smokers loses his eye. 
Yeah. And they put that stupid fake one in. Yeah. You gotta love Toby and his honest opinion. Yeah. Like, it looks stupid. <laughs> it looked oh, it looked disgusting. It looked terrible. So I I genuinely thought going into this, I thought oh we're gonna have an absolute fucking corker of an episode because apparently this movie is awful bombed in the box office yeah it's supposed to be awful it's not it doesn't make sense it's fine it no, yeah. of course it doesn't make sense but yeah. it's fine it's a fine movie like it's it, there's nothing wrong with it like no so i'm a bit disappointed i thought we we're gonna come in here and like tear it to shreds i liked it it was all right what more can you say about it yeah you got any more points to say about it um did you like the use of the didgeridoo in the soundtrack no i didn't even notice that really not at all prevalent throughout the film really yeah, which I thought they're really pushing for a Mad Max vibe here with the didgeridoo or what's going on, you know. I didn't notice that at all, to be honest with you. Really? <laughs> no. I kept hearing it. <laughs> uh, also, that they don't have spam in Waterworld; they have smeat. I was. <laughs> That's one of my notes. That's one of my notes as well. I've got it written here. Yeah. Can of smeat. <laughs> it looked disgusting as well. <laughs> smeat. Yeah. Oh, such a horrible phrase. <laughs> smeat. Uh, did you like the big CGI fish? That no, actually speaking about that, it looked terrible. It did look awful. Why would they put that in if they knew it was going to look that bad? Because obviously they knew it looked bad because it was only the only CGI thing in the movie. Yeah, well, the underwater scene wasn't good. Oh, yeah, but like that's, that's kind of helped along with the fact that it's underwater and you can put that blue haze over it and shit. It, the fish looked terrible, but when they were eating the fish, yeah, it looked good. It did. That fish looked good. He ate a little barbecue in his boat. I would have eaten that fish. Yeah. Oh man, he is also very particular about his crayons. I mean, when Anola was don't pictures, don't touch that man's crayolas, he will fuck you up. Oh, he does not give a fuck about that kid and woman at first. Oh, but she's very rude to him. I mean, he, he saved her life, and then she's like, "You're both ugly, and you're ugly." Yeah, and then she, the little girl, insults his hair, and he just fucking punts her off the boat. Yeah, and the woman's like, "What are you doing?" She can't swim. What does he do about it? Nothing. <laughs> he doesn't care. She has to jump in and save him. Uh, yeah. And, and then, a, then, he, then he eventually turns around. Yeah, then eventually yeah. he turns back around. And there's a bit in it as well where she cuts a sail or something, like some, some string. Oh, she, yeah, yeah. So in penance for that, he shaves both of their heads yeah, and uses their hair as a rope. Yeah, I have that down here. As punishment, he cuts their hair. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. Because they're just sitting there in the next scene, just bald. Yeah. <laughs> now, actually, speaking of the plane, because it just came up there on the TV. Yeah. And do you know who the pilot is? Would I know who the pilot is? Mm, yeah. No. It's a very young Jack Black. No, it isn't. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Do you know what the traders speak in the movie? What? What language do they speak? It's like Hindi or something, right? No, it's Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> is that real? No. No, sure not. <laughs> um, what did you What did you think about the the really weird sex scene, the first one? With the Irish guy. No, no, no. We'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that. The bit where they first go on the boat and the woman's like, what do you want from me? Like, yeah. do you want my body? And she tells them, no, let's go down below. And yeah. then she just strips. And, and Kevin like... Costner's just like looking at her. And then he really awkwardly grabs her tit. Yeah. And it's so uncomfortable. It goes on for too long. So long. And then uh, he backs off and is like, you don't really want me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Hey, we've all been there. Uh, we've all been there, Kevin Costner, <laughs> fish man. So the weird northern... Nor- uh, 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 uh. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the weird scavenger guy who pulls up, who's yeah, northern Irish. Northern Irish, yeah. He really wants to fuck that kid. Yeah, he... What does he offer? 
45 minutes with the kid or 30 minutes with the old woman Which the older woman sorry um, for two or three pieces of paper he would prefer the kid though which way are you leaning? Sorry. Which way are you leaning? Um. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. That's a real hard question. Obviously, I go for the woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. <laughs> um. What age is an older? What six? Well, she's definitely older. Than I think six. she's like eight or nine. Right. It's a good movie, though. I liked it. Uh, one last thing to talk about, which is my, I think, my well, second last point here is um that when they're on the big freighter and yeah um, at the end where the smokers hideout is or on that big freighter ship yeah, yeah. where i assume oh, it was an oil freighter um they keep remark like making remarks to this big picture and it says captain joe hazel i saw <laughs> i got that in my notes as well yeah what was that all did about? you look him up like, We'll get you there, Captain. Here's a drink for you. He's a real person. Captain he's, Joe Hazel. He's real, yeah. Really? I think he was the captain of some oil rig or some ship that had a massive oil spill a few years ago. Oh, really? He's real. I, I looked him up. I made sure to look him up because he, he was very prominent in the background for a few shots. Of um, the movie? Yeah. No, not to hit the actual person, oh, the poster. Right. The yeah. poster. Yeah. So in addition to writing my little comments and notes about the movie, I decided to scrub through the IMDb trivia page. Okay. Do you want me to uh, just list off some trivia? Yeah, go The for Trivia it. Corner, our new segment, Trivia Corner. I've also got some. You've got trivia. I've got Double trivia. Oh, yeah. Wow. Look, we both came so prepared. We really did. I think we dug too deep into this film. There's so much fucking trivia about this on oh, IMDb. Yeah, There's like a book in itself. It I cool. only wrote down some of the ones I thought were interesting. Prior to Titanic, this was the most expensive movie ever made. Wow. Yeah, at $172 million. That's been passed by a long shot now. I think the most expensive movie ever is one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Like 250, 300 million. What were the Avengers movies? I, I remember hearing that the one for Endgame or the combined budget for Endgame and Infinity War uh, was like a billion. Like including marketing and shit. What about Avatar then? Wasn't that expensive? I don't know. I don't like to think about James Cameron too much to be honest with you. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Uh, okay, it says here. Samuel Jackson turned down the role of the deacon, the bald guy, the bad guy, right. uh, in order to be in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Okay. Better choice. Yeah, Much definitely. better choice. That's a good movie. Kevin Costner personally invested $22 million of his own money into this movie. Wow. $22 million. Holy shit. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He really wanted this movie to be made. He must have thought it was going to be a big hit. He must yeah. Have. What do you have? Anything interesting? So I've got, um, early in the shoot, the... Two women, the Gian, uh, Gian Triplehorn. Is that her name? Yeah, and Tina Mojanero. Is that the girl? Yeah, okay. that's both of them. Um, were thrown from the boat um, and it, they nearly drowned. It took 12 divers to rescue them. 12? 12 divers to rescue them. Why the would you need 12 people to get two people out? I don't know, the fact that they nearly drowned as well. The stunt coordinator for the underwater scenes, yeah. uh, he came up too quickly and nearly died because he got the bends. Really? Yeah. It's a good radio album. Uh, Costner himself nearly died. I said I had that bit down as well, yeah. Yeah, where he got fucking cast. Yeah. Uh, lashed to his boat and then drifted off to sea. Yeah, you got and caught. it took the half an hour to find him <laughs> and bring him back. Could you imagine if he died? Imagine just being stuck on your boat and then just heading off for half an hour. Uh, Kevin Costner stayed in an oceanfront villa with a butler, chef, private swimming pool for 
$4,500 per night. Wow. While crew members were forced to live in uh, uninsulated little cabins where the, the temperature was reaching up to 122 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Like in Hawaii. Like they were sweating yeah. their fucking bollocks off with this man was living in luxury for nearly five grand a night. Jesus. No wonder the fucking budget ballooned. Yeah. This, um, the people on set hated him. They hated Kevin Costner. He was a cunt. And they knew it. It was originally supposed to be a 96-day shoot. Yeah. And it went up to 157 days. And then the budget swelled as well. Fucking hell. So the whole thing days. with marketing and everything cost $235 million. It did turn a profit, though, eventually. It, it was. It did open at number one in the box office. Yeah. Um, but it didn't have legs. It didn't make much back. It made uh, $88 million back. Well, 176 I suppose. For the whole run? Yeah. It, I, it did, I did read an article saying that it did make its money back with, like, home release and, um, and like... License now to license into TV sh- like programs and shit like that to play it. So I did eventually turn a profit. Yeah. Many 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 years later. I suppose it only came out in two thousand and nine for Blu-ray. So they make some profit off that. You gonna buy the Blu-ray? I'm not no. Okay. It did um score an Oscar nomination. Did it for what? Best sound mixing. Yeah. It didn't win. <laughs> no. But uh, yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah. That's it. So I've got the last little fact here. I suppose is a fun one. Uh, in 2015, Tina Majorino tweeted that while shooting the film, she was stung by a jellyfish on seven different occasions. Did Kevin Costner these, piss on her? These incidents inspired Costner to nickname her JC for jellyfish candy. Wow, he's good. He's good. <laughs> he's clever. Kevin Costner, huh? What a man. Yeah, what a man indeed. I've got a big, a little, a big one here about the the like the original plan for the movie. Okay. The original screenplay by Peter Rader was pitched as a children's adventure film. When he was uh, looking for the project, looking for a project he could direct himself, so this man wanted to do himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, one producer working under Roger Corman. Do you have you have you heard of Roger Corman? He's like synonymous for making terrible like B B movie like budget movies. Terrible. Oh, no. Uh, said he could get a South African investor to help with funding if Raider could come up with a good Mad Max ripoff. So right out the gate, they okay. said we'll make this movie if you make it a Mad Max ripoff. Raider then. Uh, conceive of an apocalyptic story set on the sea because you know the way mad max is in the desert there's a lot of mm-hmm. sand yeah so therefore if we're gonna rip this movie off but not make it too obvious we'll do the opposite we'll bring some fucking water in here we'll make it a water world yeah they'll never know so he done that he made it all about water and shit uh was set in the sea with a lot of mythic and religious overtones in raider's screenplay the marina who is kevin costner's character that's what they call him the marina yeah the marina was a human and the chief defender of the Atoll, which is a tribe, okay. whose embarrassing secret was that he enjoyed painting pictures of seahorses. That was the original plan. <laughs> so not that he was a mutant, but that he was he liked painting seahorses. That's his secret that he didn't want anyone to know. Okay. Helen had two of the woman Helen had two of her own children along with Enola, who she adopted, and the deacon was called Neptune, a campy, silly villain who dressed up like King Trident and sat atop a throne. On the the big the big ship at the end, yeah, he would command a group of subordinates who had all sorts of mutations like lobster claws, and punish them by slapping them around the face with a wet fish. Also, <laughs> Noah's tattoo were given instructions on how to find water's end or dry land, as I call it in the movie, yeah. by looking for the mountain's outline as a shadow, as a shadow on the moon during a lunar eclipse. Whatever the fuck that means. When the script was toted around Hollywood. More, more and more parties became interested and subsequent rewrites by David Twaney, where the fuck he is, and Josh Whedon turned the original script 
into a much more serious action adventure film. So originally, this movie was going to be as ridiculous, but in like a more campy kind of way. Yeah, that is. That sounds bizarre. Which would you rather seen, the original one or the one we saw? I'm glad I saw the one we saw. I would have loved to seen the original one. Apparently, during the filming of this movie, Kevin Costner was going through a bitter, bitter divorce. Oh, really? That's why he was being a prick. <laughs> I'd say that was uh, his character. And the fact that he had to be constantly wet. I read somewhere that they had to constantly make him look wet. Like, through takes, he was just drenched in water. And that they weren't kind about it either, the people that had to do it. They would just slap water in his face. I mean, he was spending, what, five grand a night staying in luxury? I mean, I think he can deal with a little bit of water being thrown on him. I suppose you're right there, yeah. So that's Waterworld. Yeah, that's, that's all I have. What would you give it out of 50? <laughs> yeah, I'd give it 35. I was going to say 35, around 35, 36, you yeah. know? Maybe even a 37 on like a good day. Oh. It's not... What's playing on the TV right now? Is uh, this a natural film? I think it's... So, uh, yeah, for the first film we decided the bucket grace us with, it was a good one. It was. It was a doozy. Uh, we got lucky. Because there are some bad films. <laughs> Yeah. There's another Kevin Costner film I'd put in there. Dance of the Wolves. Huh? I watched that movie in school, Dance of the Wolves. It's definitely not It's a f- It's such a long movie. We watched it like throughout a week. Every English mm-hmm. class, we'd watch like 40 minutes of it. It's so long. Wow. It's uh, it's just Avatar. Well, Avatar is basically just Dance of the Wolves, but with blue cunts. Um, <laughs> anyway, the second topic is Ugh. the Bible... Which I'm very excited about. I'm really excited to hear what you've got going because I've got two things for it. I've got two things. One, I actually... We'll get to mine. We'll do yours first. I've got fuck all. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I've literally got nothing. I decided to kind of tear it apart. All right, <laughs> come on. And find flaws in it. That's all. Like, I mean, wow. I tried to watch a video. Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me you went through the Bible, the good book, yeah, and found book. flaws? Yeah, you know it. I don't believe you. Mm. Did... I tried to watch a video on Genesis, but it was four hours long, and I was like, "Fuck that!" Well, go on. There's some contradictions. Okay. Uh, it said that there's fifty thousand contradictions or errors in the Bible. Uh huh. I don't believe. If it was so divinely inspired. Why have so many many mistakes and contradictions? Because man wrote it, not God himself. No, but he, he wrote. They wrote it through him. Not all of it. Not all of it was written through him. By um, the way, I want, so, I want, hey, but uh, I want to preface. Neither of us are in any way inclined or in any way like versed on this kind of topic no, to talk no. about it in this degree. No, uh, I just want to stress that. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, we're we're not the people to talk about this. Um, so we all know who wrote the uh, the first testament. The old testament. The old testament. Who wrote the old testament? Moses. He didn't write all of it. He wrote it, yeah. He didn't write the whole Old Testament. No, but he wrote most of it. He wrote a, a book, right? There's very little evidence to prove Fucking that hell. he existed. <laughs> Neither of us know. It says Moses wrote the Old Testament. There's very little... Where does it say that? On a website that I looked up. Okay. Look it up. Who wrote the Old Testament? It says Moses did it. Who wrote... Big man Moses, who... No, please, please, don't continue. Down. Go on while I Google... Um, so I've got some contradictions here in the gospel of Matthew it says that uh, Jesus healed two blind men as he left Jericho Yeah. but in the gospels of Luke and Mark in their account of the story it said that Jesus healed one man as he entered Jericho oh, I was going to sneeze That's you, and you've got issue with that who fucking cares how many blind people 
Timothy, Timothy 6.16 God dwells in the light Kings 8.12 God dwells in the darkness He's everywhere, he's God Exodus 33.23 uh-huh. God is seen and heard Yeah. John 1.18 God is invisible and cannot be heard <laughs> Is this all you've got? Exodus, is this all you're bringing? Exodus 31.17 God is tired and needs rest Yeah Isaiah forty twenty eight. God is never tired and never rests. How many of these do you have? <laughs> That's it for now. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many of them. Are you joking There's me? a whole website full of them. I could go on and on. Is that what you've got? Because I'll just bring loads to the table. What was I to look up? It was the Bible. <laughs> exactly. You couldn't have put a worse topic. There was the worst topic. John Smarty. Nah, I don't like Smarty. Um, you could have anything. What? What do you have, huh? Well, I've got two things. Oh, I've got two things. Um, as mine. One of them isn't really to do with the Bible. It's it's related to the religion as a whole. But I just looked into it because I'm interested. I was interested in it. Is the child abuse scandals of the Catholic Church? Absolutely not. No. Okay. Jesus Christ. No. Is that what you have? No. Did you have that in the bucket? Did you have that in the bucket? No. Of course not. Okay. Good. Got worse topics now. Alright, so the fact I've got two things. One of them is I bas- I basically I did. I copied and pasted a listicle from BuzzFeed. Are you uh, plagiarism? I'm not passing off as my own, so that's not plagiarism. I suppose not. It's it's four fourteen of the most like weirdest fucking Why have BuzzFeed got this up? Do they know, delve into religious they, matters? No, not at all. They just probably <laughs> had to do something and so they what well, what do you have? And someone must have had like a Bible on their desk. And then I have some um I actually I wrote like a bit of an essay here, like like genuinely I did some research and shit into this about some philosophy of religion. Do you want to hear what I have? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, okay, because th- this this is what I was quite interested in. I'm just gonna read what I wrote. Okay, so I'm gonna talk about philosophy of religion for for a bit because, you know, fuck the Bible. I wasn't gonna read the Bible. I wasn't gonna seriously delve into the Bible. Got more than you've got to the table though. What do you have? Like five contradictions? I've got some points here. Some good Jesus points. Christ. So. I'm going to talk about that. More specifically, I'm going to talk about Anselm. This man called Anselm. Who believed he could prove, he could present an argument for the proof that God was in fact real. So this guy was so cocksure of himself, so devout in his belief. He's like, I can do it. I'll do it. I'll prove God's real. So Anselm, big man comes along. I'm going to be cutting out a lot of this stuff. (laughs) <laughs> one of the uses of philosophy of religion is the ability to offer arguments in support of that religion so it's not to disprove religion it's in fact to kind of help it like you know try to prove some of the arguments with a bit of like critical thinking one such man thought he sought to employ this was one man who thought he could do this was Anselm who believed the in the existence of God is in fact provable he offered an argument for it based upon what he believed to be the nature of God or the definition of God himself Anselm believed that God is the peak being, the the peak thing we could possibly imagine or piece together. So he said, God is that than which no greater can be conceived. He is the apex. He is the alpha and the omega, if you will. He is the king of the castle. God's number one and no one else stands to it. Based upon this argument, Anselm believed that he must exist. Because according to this guy, there are two ways in which something can exist, right? Firstly, something can exist only in our minds and be strictly imaginary. That's a one way something can exist. Okay. Secondly, it can both exist in our minds and also in reality. 
such as this podcast where it exists in our head but also in reality because we're doing it yeah so based on that based on that paper stick thin fucking argument based on that any good thing that you can you can think of in your imagination would be even better if it was actually real because imagine this imagine the best burger you've ever eaten in your life you've ever had the best burger in your imagination it's just perfect just tender beef crisp bit of a bit of a what do you call it it's crispy cheese no 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 no. it's just really good like the bread is fluffy the cheese is just just divine but what would make that burger even better if it was in your hands in front of you that best burger you can imagine make it even better if it was real if it was real I've lost the track here take for instance (laughs) you're thinking of the best burger in your head it's delicious it's everything you dreamed it would be beautiful soft bun succulent beef whatever toppings you want everything and anything you know what would make that even better? If it was in your hands right now. If it, if you could physically touch it and have it. And you know what would make that? You know what? That burger's God. That's his argument. So, should I mention? Yeah, there's a lot. There's gonna be a lot of abrupt endings and beginnings in this episode because our mics keep cutting out. I just wanna, I wanna preface that. Yeah, we don't know what's going on yet. Um, I've decided because the the masses here they don't care about my my topic yeah so i'm gonna abandon that i'm gonna leave it where it was that burger's god and with that i'll leave the people thinking perfect if you're interested just look it up because there's a lot of (laughs) there's a lot of information about it Yeah, you could read the book as well i've got a lot more information on my topic but it seems that people don't fucking care so i'm gonna do the listicle instead i'm gonna read the buzzfeed you excited yeah i don't remember the title of of this article so there's fifth, there's fourteen short little things. Okay. Instances in the Bible. First one is, these are the little subheadings. You ask for one hundred foreskins. Here are two hundred. Hope that's okay. So David, David wants to marry Saul's da- Saul's daughter, Michal. Mm-hmm. Saul doesn't want David to marry his daughter, so he demands as a bride, as a bride price, one hundred foreskins of his enemies, hoping that David will get killed in fighting them. But instead. David goes and kills 200 of them, cuts off the foreskins, presents them to Saul, marries his daughter. Wow. Yeah. Going above and beyond. That's probably in the Old Testament. Why foreskins? I don't know. They were real weird about foreskins back in the day. There's another thing in here about foreskins. Tradition to cut yours off, but. Yeah. Also an American tradition where they just cut it off for the sake of it. Because they think it's clean. It's not, though, is it? No. Anyway, that's a topic for another day. Yeah. Number two, you can call me bald. Uh. I will have you killed by a bear. Some children mock a bald man. He curses them. And two female bears come out of the woods, killing 42 of them. <laughs> he continues on his journey. No one seems to think this is disproportionate. Life goes on. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Kings uh, chapter 2, verse 23 to 24. Number three. Noah gets hammered and behaves weirdly. In which Noah gets extremely drunk on wine from his vineyard and passes out naked outside his tent. One of his sons sees him and tells him tells his brothers, who drag him into the tent and cover him up. Noah then exiles his grandson, who hasn't been mentioned so far, apparently for no reason whatsoever. It's in Genesis chapter nine, verses twenty through twenty-eight. Number four, you can uh, you can chime in here at any point if one of them catches your interest. You know? Oh, I will. All right. Number four, God says he doesn't want any sacrifices from people with damaged testicles. <laughs> Um, <laughs> God tells Moses that he's a very particular about who can offer food at his temples. 
no one with a defect is allowed. That is, no man who is blind or lame, disfigured or disformed, no man with a, with a crippled foot or hand, or who is a hunchback, or dwarf, or, or who has an eye defect, or who has festering or running sores, or damaged testicles. From Leviticus chapter 21, verses 17 to 28. Number five, take that fatty. Ehud, an assassin, stabs a king called Eglon. Eglon is extremely fat, so the whole sword, up to the hilt, like a sword, yeah. not a knife, a sword, yeah. is lost within the rolls of flap. <laughs> Eglon then shits himself and dies, and Ehud leaves without his sword. Judges, chapter 3, 12, uh, verse 12 through 23. <laughs> Number 6. Lie down on your side for one year and eat bread baked in human poo. God tells Ezekiel that in memorial for the siege of Jerusalem, he needs to build a model of the city. Then he needs to lie down on his left side for 390 days and then his right for 40 days. During this time, he's only allowed to eat bread, which is baked from an oven made of human shit. Ezekiel protests, doesn't want that. So God relents a bit, so it's fine. You can make the oven out of cow shit instead. Ezekiel goes ahead with a plan. <laughs> Ezekiel chapter 1, verses 1 to 16. Number seven. Huh? That early, yeah. (laughs) Right at the bat, Ezekiel book. Number seven. Abraham pretends his wife is his sister, so Egypt gets punished with the plague. (laughs) Is that the reason? Yeah. Really? I don't fucking know, man. God's a weirdo in the Old Testament. Abraham's wife, Sari, is seriously good looking. Okay. Banging. So Abraham is worried that the Egyptians will kill him to steal her. He asks her to pretend that he's his sister instead. Because, you know, he doesn't want to lose her. Uh, the Egyptians do, in- do indeed think she's very good looking. So they tell the Pharaoh, who gives Abraham sheep and cattle, male and female donkeys, male and female servants and camels, and takes his wife into his household. But this annoys God, who punishes the Pharaoh's family with serious diseases and the plagues. I guess that's the reason. Genesis 12, verses 10 through 20. Okay. Number eight, God decides not to kill Moses after seeing some foreskin blood in his feet. <laughs> Moses is walking back to Egypt after spending... Why? I don't know, man. <laughs> Moses is walking back to Egypt after spending some time in Med- Medina. Uh, I'm going to butcher some of these pronunciations, by the way. God decides to kill him. But Moses' wife takes a flint knife, chops off their son's foreskin, and dabs the blood onto Moses' feet, saying, Surely you are a... Surely you are a bridegroom of, of blood to me. What does that mean? And then God changes his mind. <laughs> Exodus chapter 4 verses 20, uh, 24 to 26. Alright, now this one's weird. Okay? This one's fucking weird. This is number 9. This is the subheading. No, don't rape those guys. <laughs> rape my daughters instead. Alright, fucking up. Um, two angels visit a guy called Lot in the town of Sodom. Every single man living in Sodom turns up on, <laughs> on Lot's doorstep. All of them <laughs> demanding to be allowed to rape the two angels. So you open your door and there's probably a couple hundred men out there <laughs> demanding to have some their turn with the angels. Lot asked the men if they would rather rape his two young daughters instead. The crowd says, yeah, all right, sure. <laughs> oh, wait, no, actually, the crowd says they would not. Oh, so right, they're taking okay. the high ground here. They just <laughs> want to rape the angels. So God strikes them all blind and tells Lot and his family to get out of the town without looking back because he's going to destroy it. Wow. Uh, Lot's wife disobeys the instruction and looks back. So for reasons that are not adequately explored, God turns her into a pillar of salt. 
No explanation there. I mean, she looked back. She disobeys order. Genesis chapter 19, verses 1 through 26. Are you enjoying these? I am, yeah. <laughs> Not better than your Bible, I say. Yeah. You know, lessons were learned. What is this, college? <laughs> Number 10. Fancy a drink, dad? Lot. Now, this is the same fellow from the previous one. Same guy okay. who said, you know, rape my rape my daughters mm-hmm. instead of these angels. Lot and the two daughters who have fled Sodom are hiding in a cave. His daughters worry that there aren't enough men around. So they take it in turns to get their dad drunk and had sex with him. They both get pregnant and their sons oh, each start great dynasties. Win-win. I guess so. Genesis chapter 19 verses 1 through 26. Oh, wait, no. Genesis chapter 19 verses 30 through 38. Sorry. Number 11, in which Jesus reminds us to... number 11 in which jesus reminds us who the real enemy is the trees jesus is hungry one day he goes to grab a fig of a tree the tree has no fruit only leaves so jesus loses it jesus flips the lid and curses it may you never bear fruit again he says the tree dies his followers look surprised so jesus tells them that that's nothing and he could totally make a mountain jump in the sea if he wanted to (laughs) matthew Chapter 21, verses 18 to 21. <laughs> the Bible's so weird. It really is. <laughs> Number 12. I am the Lord your God, and if I want to make donkeys talk, I bloody well will. A man called Balaam beats his donkey for stopping. God gives the donkey the pirate speech, and the donkey complains about being beaten. Balaam is apparently unfazed by the talking donkey and threatens to kill it. Then an angel comes along and tells him that Actually, the donkey's doing God's work. Numbers, chapter 22, verses 28 to 29. Number 13. Pay the tax with magic fish. Jesus and his disciples are asked to pay some tax. Jesus says that they are exempt. But out of uh, politeness, he agrees to magically make a four drachm coin appear in a fish's mouth so that his apostle Peter can pay with that. Good guy, Jesus. Matthew, chapter 17, verses 24 to 26. Now, this is the last one. Okay. Number 14. This one's weird. God gets beaten up by a guy with a dislocated hip. So Jacob's moving house. His wife and his 11 sons have gone ahead without him. Suddenly, without any explanation, he's in the middle of moving. Without any explanation, he's transported to a wrestling a man. He's just in his house. And the next thing, he's wrestling a man. The fight goes on all night. Hours. The man knows he's losing. This mysterious man. So he somehow magically wrenches Jacob's hip out of place. Jacob says he won't go until the man blesses him. So the man does that and then admits, in fact, I'm fucking God. In fact, he's God. Therefore, to this day, says in the Bible, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched by, by God. Genesis 32, chapter, chapter 32, verses 22 to 31. Now, what was your favorite story there? one about the angels the one where every single man in town wanted to rape the two <laughs> yeah, angels bizarre and have you s- every man come? have you seen what biblical angels look like as well yeah, they're horrible yeah what the hell yeah that was a weird one I want to ask I want to ask a priest about the donkey what the hell's going on there this is a talking donkey yeah and then an angel's but he's doing the god's work so. apparently he is so, I mean. that's some weird shit man yeah well, that's <laughs> did you enjoy him yeah, might bring a might might make it a reoccurring segment. Please don't. <laughs> That's it, done and done. And the Bible never to be touched upon again. Yeah, I had fun. Uh, I had fun researching it. I didn't. <laughs>
you want to dive in the bucket? Yeah, I do. Okay. Okay, I'll let you pick one. Oh! I already see this is one of yours again. Yeah, I've got like over 200 in here. Okay. Okay. You go first. I, I went first last time. Alright, fair enough. Um, this is one of my ones, I think. Demolition Man. Demolition Man. I've been looking for an excuse to watch this movie for fucking ages. You know this Sylvester Stallone movie? Yeah. Wesley Snipes? Yeah. Okay, okay, here we go. I hope it's a good one. It is, actually. It's The Shining. Oh, really? Yeah. Did I write that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wrote that. All right, so do you want to watch the movie or do you want to read the book? I'm going to watch the movie. Oh, I was hoping you'd say book. All right, we'll watch the movie. Fine. I do like that movie a lot. It's one of my favorites. Stanley Kubrick, yeah. So, Demolition Man and The Shining. Shining. Not as diverse as Water this episode. At least now, with at least with The Shining and even Demolition Man, uh, people are more able to relate. There's a lot of people who've seen The Shining. Yeah. So, instead of like, you know... What... A lot of people have read the Bible, I have you know. <laughs> Our listeners, big Bible readers, are they? Yeah. Really? I don't know. Oh, man, I hope not, because we did not do it justice at all. No, you, what did you show up with? Like five fucking contradictions. And yeah. they were the smallest things as well. Uh, God yeah. is in the day. Oh, but this guy says he's in the night. Yeah. You did not give a fuck, did you, to do no, any sort of... My God. I don't care for the Bible. I don't care to look into it. It's Me a neither. Book. But I still show up. Yeah, you showed up with someone else's work. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, fully copied and pasted the whole thing. <laughs> Have you got um, a little fable for the outro for everybody like you did last week? I can just say the same one again. No, you can't. Oh, I didn't know how to do... <laughs> you didn't come prepared with another one. No, I didn't. I thought I was just going to I was just gonna say the same one again. Why? Um, I can make one up on the spot. Do you have the answer for last week's one? There is no answer. <laughs> there is no answer. The answer is your answer. That's it. All right. So, is that it? Is that the end of the show? Do you want to... Yeah, give us your fable. Give us your little... No, I don't have one. Lock one up quickly. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we have been the Talking Bucketheads. You can yeah. find us on Instagram, Twitter, but that's barren, so don't worry about that. I will create a Facebook page. Cause will you? We should be all over all platforms. No one uses Facebook anymore. Uh, yeah, but we're there. Uh, a list of fables. The fox and the ox. <laughs> <laughs> it's the frog and the ox. Oh, my God. Anyway, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, again, if you like what you hear, tell a friend. We really appreciate it. We, we uh, it really makes us feel, makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I've got purpose. Yeah, and follow us on Instagram. We've got thirty followers. You don't need to say that. More. I'm cutting that. That's so <laughs> embarrassing. Why would you give a peek behind the curtain like that? What the fuck, <laughs> man? If anyone goes on to follow us, they'll see. 30. Yeah, but it doesn't mean we have to broadcast hey, it. Listen, we're, we've only got one podcast up, so I feel like we're doing all right. <laughs> yeah. You know what though? We haven't even got thirty listens. So everyone who followed the page hasn't listened. We've to got it. four North American listeners. We do. So. We've, actually, we've got another one with five. We've got someone in uh, California. Lovely. High five. L.A. He just clapped his two hands together. We're, We're too, too far, far apart. apart. <laughs> um, I hate this outro. I, I think I'm gonna write an outro to get it more streamlined because this is just going on and on and on yeah anyways uh thank you for listening and have a pleasant evening yeah happy new year uh goodbye